Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello there. I hope today's a wonderful day for you. I hope every day is wonderful of your own design. Now, I have to admit that I like to generate my own sunshine, allowing my sunshine to shine out on the world based on my thoughts and the decisions that I make for my life, independent of outside circumstances. And this is where I've talked in the past about being unreasonable, being happy and generous in a high vibe state for no good reason. But over the next three days here in Fort Worth, Texas, actually the next week, it's going to be quite pleasant in the high 60s up to 82 so it's almost going to be for most what is for most people a nice summer day and this all comes on the heels of some dreary weather that has kind of been hanging out over texas you know i don't necessarily notice the impact of having the sun available so many days of the year i think it's close to 300 days of sunshine here in texas but when it it's overcast and we have a week or two of dreariness. I really miss it. I'm really aware of just how much I feed off the sun. But this episode is not about the weather. In fact, most conversations about the weather are somewhat trivial. Except, you know, it just popped in my head. I have a client that is a weatherman. So when I talk to him about the weather, it's some deep conversation. I actually get some of those burning questions, long burning questions about the weather uh, answered in our conversations. And then, I don't know if you noticed, but on March 7th, there was an astrological shift that took place. A pattern that's been going on for the last six, seven years has shifted into a new phase and has opened up for a lot of us for the next six or seven years. And so, I have felt the shift in the energy. Some other people have felt the shift. And you know, if you want to learn more about this, I know you can tap into one of my friends, Della Rose Ruby Meyer. She's, she was one of my saints that I interviewed during the spiritual adventure, a gathering of saints at the end of December. And she's located in Australia. I'll, I'll leave her link down in the show notes. She has a YouTube channel where she's been talking about the different planetary influences. And uh, she also gave a forecast for this year, which March was a big shift in energy in her forecast for 2023. But I have to admit, personally, I don't rigidly follow or specifically follow astrology. I don't necessarily look ahead to see what the planets are doing before I do anything, although I do consider it from time to time. My wife is a lot more into astrology, and she usually informs me if there's a big event coming up. But I allow myself to create my reality from within. And then I might look at the planetary influence to see if there's anything I need to navigate around or be in consideration of energetically moving forward. But so far, everything that I've talked about is not what I've wanted to talk about in this episode. What I want to talk about is boundaries. Now, I know I've touched upon boundaries in past episodes, but I'm not clear whether or not I've really talked about what boundaries are, why we need them, 
how do we know we need them? Because I have to admit, when I first first starting out on this self-development path, I needed boundaries bad, but I didn't know I needed boundaries. In fact, I didn't even know what boundaries were. I didn't know they were called boundaries. I don't know at what point in time that became irrelevant. You know, I, I need to look that up. I don't, but I don't know at what point in time boundaries became a relevant psychological idea. The way I thought about it was having rules for my life, rules of engagement, kind of deciding ahead of time how I wanted to be with another person, what I was going to allow and what I wasn't going to allow. Now, over the last few weeks, I've been thinking about boundaries a lot. In fact, I mentioned this in a previous episode because I've been collaborating with another coach, Meg Lamb. Meg is a a premier relationship coach specializing in codependence and boundaries, overcoming codependence and setting clear boundaries. So let me right off the bat here, let's talk about what boundaries are. If we think about boundaries in the physical world, it's a fence. It's a wall. It's a door. They separate us between our neighbors. They separate towns from other towns. At what point do I leave this state and enter another state? Used to be a big deal when I was a kid. We'd go on road trips and we're all like coming up the state line and we go past the sign and honking the horn and didn't feel any different. Didn't feel any different at all. Although typically once we got further into the state, we noted differences in road construction and signage. And so it's it's basically creating a separation between where one place ends and another place begins. A personal boundary is establishing where you end and another person begins. In reflecting back over my life, my first real immersion in this idea is when I had my spiritual awakening. And as a consequence, my psychic ability, my empathic ability was somewhat blown wide open, where my energetic field was wide open. So I could not be with another person without picking up on their thoughts, picking up on their internal dialogue with themselves and their emotional state. I have to admit, it was a real education on just how, how people talk to themselves. I didn't know that. I didn't know people spend the majority of their time flagellating themselves, criticizing themselves, actually carrying pain from the past of five years, 10 years, 20 years, long ago. And they're living it today. Well, when I was blown wide open, it was more than I could handle. It was overwhelming. And I realized really quickly that I needed to establish a boundary kind of a a defensive wall to separate from what was my thoughts and what were the thoughts of another person. But I have to admit at the time, I didn't really know it to be a boundary. In my mind, it was a rule of engagement. It was a code of conduct. And I actually used that that idea, code of conduct, creating a code of conduct in my Aligned Self Coaching Program, where you recreate or establish for the first time who you are for the world, your self-identity. But had I known about boundaries, had I known what I know today about boundaries and establishing boundaries, gosh, I could have saved a lot of time. I could have saved a lot of suffering on my part. I could have saved a lot of heartache. And so another way to say it, boundaries are the rules, they are the guidelines, they are the stand that we take for our life, 
to signify who we are, who we choose to be. Because without boundaries, we tend to lose sight of who we are. We tend to lose sight of our priorities, what we want for our life. Now, like I said, I've been in this collaboration with Meg, and we created a six-week coaching program on establishing boundaries in every area of your life with the purpose of unleashing your authentic self. You see, you cannot be authentic without boundaries. And with boundaries, you get to be your authentic self with no apologies. Like There's no need to apologize for being yourself. And I don't know how many of you, but far too many people stop themselves from expressing themselves 100%. They hold back because they don't want to be too much. They don't want to overpower. They don't want to create a conflict. They don't want other people to feel bad. So you hide your light. Well, I remember sitting in Catholic Mass. I went with a friend of mine. I wasn't Catholic, but he took me there uh, on our way to play basketball. So he said, I have to go to Mass first. So sitting there, I heard a Bible verse, and I just loved it. He talked about Jesus, and Jesus said, Hide not your light under a bushel, but hold it up for the entire world to see. And that is what Meg and I want for each and every one of you. Now, each and every one of you is not a fit for the program, even though each and every one of you could set firmer boundaries, could create boundaries in other areas of your life. There are areas that you have allowed to get out of control. Now, there's two videos that Meg and I have created. One is how to create fulfilling relationships. And we talk about the four pitfalls that uh, most people go through in relationships. And then we just recorded our first module of our six-week program, which will be released on March 15th. Well, we decided to open that up to allow everybody to have free access. It's about 40 minutes long, but it is a crash course in setting boundaries. Now, we opened it up to everybody for a couple of reasons. One is if you're interested in the six-week coaching program, we wanted you to have a preview of what lie ahead. We wanted you to be able to preview at least the first module of our six-week program. Now, we'll go in a lot deeper in the program. We'll hold your hand and actually assist you in creating boundaries in every area of your life. And one of the weeks, we're going to take a deep dive in unleashing your self-concept, your self-identity, actually expressing yourself as a force of nature in the world, taking a stand for who you want to be in the world, identifying who you want to be, and what boundaries do you need to put in place in order to support that. It's not only important to be able to establish boundaries, but it's also important to be able to enforce your boundaries in case someone trespasses on your boundaries. Predecide what will you do? How will you handle it if someone does not honor your boundary? Now, I didn't say it, but your boundaries are for you. They're for you. They're rules for, that you establish on what you will allow and what you won't allow. They're not put in place in order to manipulate other people or to coerce other people's behavior to match what you want. It's basically, you, they have the freedom to show up however they show up. But if you don't talk about your boundaries, if you don't say, this is a rule for me, and I'm going to give you some examples here in a moment, but if you don't establish that as your rule, they don't know. And so many people will step right over that. They, they don't know there's a fence. They don't know 
you know, you left the door open. So if the door is open, anybody can walk in, right? But even if the door is closed, it doesn't stop people from walking in. They can still walk in. They can still trespass without your permission. And while most people would honor the fact that, hey, your door is shut not to walk in, there's a few that don't care. They will walk in anyways. I can remember when I was a kid, I I think I was five, six, maybe a little older, but the neighbor kid, he was a little older than me, he was talking about the fresh baked chocolate chip cookies that were baked by the neighbor, and they were gone. The neighbors were gone, and he knew those cookies were in the kitchen. We went inside. We opened up the door, and we went in, and we ate all the cookies off that plate. It kind of felt like we were transgressing a boundary, and we were, but the allure of the cookies, those fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies, were a lot stronger. That allure was a lot stronger than my resolve to maintain some boundary, which I wasn't necessarily taught was a bad thing, because I'd been invited several times previously, but they were always home before. I never went in when they were gone. And I have to admit, had it not been for my older neighbor, I would have never thought about going in and eating those cookies. But because I didn't have a firm boundary for myself, a rule for myself, I wasn't taught the rule at that point in time. I guess I guess my mom and dad never thought I would actually walk into the neighbor's house, so they didn't need to, to say it. Needless to say, everyone was waiting for us as we walked out of the house. My parents his parents, his brothers and sisters, in fact, his brother knew what we were doing. And he went and told. And fortunately, the neighbors whose house we broke into, they were very understanding. They were they were cool about it. But my dad and his dad, well, let's just say that uh, corporal punishment was enacted. As well as myself personally going over and confronting my neighbor apologizing, apologizing for invading their home. But how often do you allow people to invade your space, to take up your time and energy, to take your attention, because you don't have firm boundaries? So I think here is where I'm going to talk about uh, why we need boundaries. And it's to, like I said earlier, to take a stand on who we choose to be. And I love the quote, and I don't know where it came from, but if you don't take a stand, then you will fall for anything. And I can remember as a kid of not having an opinion, not having, you know, a strong opinion about things that I felt like I had to defend. I felt that I was just easygoing, but what I was really doing was avoiding conflict. I take a stand on a lot of things to a greater degree, you know, at this point in life than I ever did when I was younger. But, uh, and, and I'm not afraid of conflict, and, but I think most arguments are, they're not even worth having. I don't need to defend my beliefs. I don't have to explain myself. As long as the choices that you make for your life, the beliefs that you want to follow, don't directly impact my life, then it's none of my business. And that speaks directly to one of my boundaries. And one of my boundaries is that I will not impose my beliefs on you. You're free, to, you're free to think and do whatever you want. As long as your actions, beliefs don't impart harm on other people. 
direct harm. Now, there's an idea underneath here that actually stops a lot of people from actually putting boundaries in place, enforcing their boundaries, because they don't want to be a bad guy. They don't want to offend other people. They don't want to stand out. They don't want to create conflict. And so they think if they don't have a boundary, if they don't have something hard to push up against, then everything will be okay. You just all go with the flow. It'll be fun. And while there may be situations where that is called for, if that's a practice in your life, I'm going to talk about how you're often left. And that is resentful, taken advantage of, used, disrespected, unvalued. When people address their priorities, you are typically at the bottom. Your wants and needs are typically not considered. Why not? Because you didn't state them. You didn't make it a requirement that your wants and needs be addressed in the relationship, in the friendship, at work. You didn't make that a condition of being in relationship with you. And so something to realize that if you're a giver, if you give love, if you give of your time, if you give of your energy, the takers, the people that are taking that, they don't have a shutoff valve. They don't say, stop giving to me. They will continue to take as long as you give. And so it's incumbent upon you to have a knowing, to have it something established, how much is enough. You have to have a boundary. And so boundaries, we need boundaries in order to take a stand. We need something to, to help us define, again, where we end and another begins. It defines who we choose to be, not only who we choose to be, but how we choose to be in the world. What are the dynamics that we want to have in our life? What are we going to tolerate? Boundaries create the opportunity for us to show up authentically. Because without a boundary, then we're going to show up in the way that we think other people want us to show up. And if we're afraid of conflict, if we're afraid of insulting someone based on who we choose to be, if we offend somebody, if we withhold that, if we withhold one ounce of what we want or how we want to express ourselves, we are not being authentic. And this is actually a checkpoint. This is actually an opportunity for you to reflect. If you know that you're not being authentic, if you know that you're withholding, expressing yourself, if you're, you're hiding an aspect of yourself, then you know that you have a boundary issue. Another thing that we need a boundary for is that it provides the strength to walk away with no regrets if we're abused disrespected, or our boundaries are really transgressed. Like if someone walks in your front door without permission, with no regard to the fact that it's your house, your your self-identity, your character, your life, then you have the ability to walk away. You have the ability to cut them off. Without a boundary, you just let them walk all over you. You tolerate it. And, and this speaks to those of you that are in a relationship some type of relationship that is abusive, emotionally abusive. It can be at work. It could be a boss that micromanages or is overly critical. It could be a significant other, could be a friend, could be parents, could be relatives. Once you establish a boundary that you will not tolerate abuse, 
You will not tolerate that behavior. You will not tolerate attacks on your character. Because of your boundary, you can immediately call out behavior or identify behavior that you will not tolerate, that you will not stand for. In many cases, once you point it out, they now have the ability to change their behavior. And if they don't change their behavior, if it's just part of their character to attack you, then you have to make a decision to leave. Extract yourself from their presence. One of my boundaries is that if you're my friend, you need to respect me. You need to respect my boundaries. You need to respect my character. Personal attacks, attacks on my character are not permitted. Now, you can attack, you can question my behavior all day long because I can change my behavior. I can actually take a look at it, assess, is it appropriate, inappropriate? What is the impact? Am I aware of what I'm doing? I can change my behavior. But if it's an aspect of my character, if it's an aspect of my intention, if it's an aspect of my motivation, kind of the foundation of who I am, questioning who I am as a person, if you question that and you call yourself my friend, that does not meet my definition of a friend, and chances are you're gone. Now, this has only happened to me on three occasions. And interestingly enough, it only came about after I held them accountable for an agreement that they had made to me. And then they turned the tables on me and said, me? What do you mean me? Let's talk about you. And then they proceeded to tear me apart or attempt to tear me apart, attack my character, mocked me, judged me in a seeming instance, undermine years of trust, trust that I thought I had. I thought they had my back. But then in hindsight, I realized that I had never tested the relationship. And I've said this before. This is something I got from uh, As a Man Thinketh. Circumstances do not make the man. Circumstances reveal the character of the man. So once we elevated the game, once the stakes were higher, once they were held accountable to be their word, they weren't. Rather than play a win-win scenario where we can both win, they wanted me to lose, they wanted to win. Well, homie don't play that. And so I had to break up with them. But what made that possible was the fact that I had a boundary that you're not allowed to disrespect me because I give you unconditional love. I give you unconditional respect. I don't impose my beliefs on you. You're the one that has to live your life. You're the one that you're with 24-7, 365. I do not pass judgment on that. There might be things that you do that I might not do, but that doesn't make you any less of a person. One of my guiding principles is honor. I honor you, I honor others, and I honor myself. If I have to pick between the two, I honor myself over anybody else. Because I'm the person I have to live with 24-7, 365. I answer to myself. I don't answer to other people. Unless I've made an agreement with you that you can hold me accountable for, you can't really dictate how I live my life. But on the flip side, a boundary also, establishing boundaries, also creates the foundation for greater connection and intimacy. Now, if you, ex- if you experience just a little conflict uh, uh, where you don't quite see eye to eye, to me, I now reframe that. That conflict is actually an opportunity 
for deeper connection, deeper understanding, deeper intimacy. But part of that is that you need to be willing to actually hear my side of it. I will afford you the opportunity to give me your point of view. As long as I have the same listening to present my point of view, and then we see where we can come to a win-win in the middle. Because we both have to win in the relationship. And when I talk about the abuse, the potential abuse that occurs in different situations, that's a dynamic of one up, one down. One wins, one loses. It is not a win-win scenario. So that's another boundary that I have. It has to be win-win. For instance, in this six-week coaching program, when if you talk to me on the telephone, I will help you, I will assist you in guiding you to the best decision for you. I don't want to sell you on joining the program. I want it to be something that works for you. Works for you financially, works for you time-wise, works for you to unleash your life. Because if you take part in the program and you don't complete it, you don't get what you want, and I win and you lose, I'm not up for that. You see, from my perspective, you you don't have to participate in the coaching program. You can walk away. You can say, no, no, it doesn't work for me. I'll still be here. I've been here for over 30 years. Whether or not you participate in my program isn't going to break me. Granted, we've structured the program to provide a win for everybody, everyone that participates. It will transform your life. But, you know, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And so I will support that boundary. We will support, Meg and I, will support your, your, your ability to say no if it's a no for you. We don't want you to say yes. And this is a boundary. This is a big boundary for people. I did a whole podcast episode on it that people often say yes when they want to say no. And the resulting feeling is resentment and contempt. And so a boundary, the ability to say no, the ability to take a stand, helps maintain your alignment with what matters most to you, helps you maintain alignment with your guiding principles, your highest priorities of life. And my friend, this is the metaphor that I have in my mind, and it's rather, I find it uh, disgusting. I'll just say it. I find this disgusting. See, you're either living your life or you are someone else's puppet. If you're dancing to someone else's tune, you're not living your life. You're living somebody else's idea of what your life should be. And how do you know you might be doing that? Well, well, I decided to split this episode in two halves. So you just listened to part one. Part two is in the next episode. I wanted to make each episode digestible for you. I ended up covering a lot more material than I thought I would and going into more detail than I anticipated. But that's okay. You end up being the winner in this equation. Now, before I let you go in this episode, I do want to remind you that Meg and I recorded our first module for our six-week program, and that is available for free for you to preview. Just go to yesdaniel.com and follow the link. And so in the next episode, we pick up... And so in the next episode, we continue the conversation on how to know whether or not you're living your life for someone else, that someone else is treating you as their puppet. So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 